Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. We partner with JNTEL, a nonprofit organization that provides educational programs to promote emotional and mental health while building our identity in Christ. In this podcast series, you will learn about me, Kimir Baker, the CEO and founder of JNTEL, and other life changers. We inspire, equip, and support you along your journeys. By the renewal of our minds, we overcome life challenges. We renew and rise up. Welcome back to a Healing Peace podcast. I hope you are doing well. We are edging closer to that fall season. I know I've enjoyed this cooler weather. How about you? Well, before we jump into this exciting episode, I want to share our wonderful PSAs. Please subscribe to our channel wherever you're listening to us right now. Just go ahead and click that subscribe button or that follow button. Thank you very much. Also, do not forget to tell your family and friends about us. Thank you for listening to our wonderful PSAs. As I mentioned before, we are shaking things up this month. Instead of interviewing others, people have been interviewing me. I did not want you to miss out on all that great information as a sister has been talking. So we're going to do it again. In our next two episodes, I'm being interviewed by Fire and Life Talk hosts, Pastor Gary and Gina. If those names sound familiar, you are correct. They joined me on this show in August. Now you will hear all about our talk dealing with the intersection of faith and emotional mental health. Join us right after this commercial break for a lively discussion. Our 501c3 nonprofit organization, JNTEL, and A Healing Peace are looking for community partners to support our mission. We are bridging the gap between faith-based and therapeutic resources. Consider partnering with us. Go to jintel.org slash donate and contribute. By contributing in this manner, you ensure that we continue to spread this inspiring and encouraging message. Hello and welcome to Fire Life Talk. We just thank you for joining in today. And we just want to send a shout out and thanks to all of our subscribers. But today we got an awesome show and the title of the show is Finding Peace, Exploring the Inner intersection between mental mental health, emotional health, and faith. Again, awesome show. We'll be bringing on CEO and founder of J Intelligence, Kamir Baker. KB is in the studio today. We are excited. But before we get to that, we want to bring in our co-host. Y'all know how we do it. Proverbs 18 and 22. When a man finds, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtains favor in the Lord. So I want to introduce to you my good thing. What's up, good thing? Hello. <laughs> I can say I am truly blessed because you are in my life. Oh, watch out. Start something when we get on camera. But that's all right, though. That's all right. That's all right. I appreciate it. You know, we're looking forward to talking with our guests today, and it's going to be a sh- on the subject of emotional and mental health, which is great because that seems to be a buzzword today, I could yes. say, but it's real. It's yes, real. It so we're going to dive into that today. And again, our show is about being encouraged, being empowered, and being equipped 
for living a a a better life, an abundant life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's go on and bring in the guests. I ain't yes, let's do that. <laughs> let's bring in our guest, KB. CEO of <laughs> A Intelligence. KB. <laughs> Here, Baker. How are you doing today, Ms. Baker? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to speak, be in your presence, speak with you, and just seeing your joy and your confidence yeah. in talking about God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You're welcome. And I'm going to tell you, we to our audience, we were talking before the show, so I'm going to extend it to you welcome anytime. You're welcome yes. anytime. You come in and we haven't known you but a short time, but you're like family and have yes. that kid experience. So we appreciate you. But for our audience, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, yes, I am the CEO and founder of J Intelligent Networks. And what we do, we provide faith-based educational programs for emotional mental health and emotional healing. And this came actually from my own healing journey. I, I endured a traumatic childhood. And, and as I grew and, and matured, there were just things that was residual in my being, in my life, because of not dealing with that trauma and getting the appropriate help. And even though I am a person of faith, there became a moment where what I was being and doing was conflicting with my walk with God. And so I needed just to take a step back and say, hey, what is really going on? How can I be the person that God is calling me to be? How can my identity be formed around him versus my trauma that I had experienced? Yeah, that's big. That's big. It sounds as though that's where you got your passion from, from your actual experience. That is yeah, that in the mere fact that I love talking about God. So you got you got two bonuses <laughs> there. So you, in the right place. you say God, like, what's going on? Let's talk about it. <laughs> you in the right place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was during that journey where I was able to just see his character more clearly instead of through the lens of my suffering, if you want to call it as such. Right. Yeah, that's good because you know, we encourage everyone to Check your identity. Mm-hmm. Who, who are we? Who are we emulating? Yeah. Because sometimes we can get so caught up in our culture. Our culture becomes our identity. We can get caught up in our profession. Our profession becomes our identity. Mm-hmm. Even in even in the church, uh, we just take on different forms of, of of identity. And unfortunately, some of us take on the negative things as our mm-hmm. identity and what people have called us and labeled us and mm-hmm. things of those nature. So, yeah. So, so tell us more about this journey that caused you to start Jay and tell. Yes. Again, yes. because I'm so passionate about healing and the things that I learned on my journey for healing, I realized that everybody else needs to know this too. And that inspired me to say, hey, let's come together and create programs that address these dimensions of healing, uh, that addresses our mental health, that addresses our emotional health. But since I am a person of faith, what does that look like to have God along the journey? And for my personal walk, it took me time to even get comfortable with seeking additional support because I grew up in the environment where praying alone was enough or was supposed to be, but I was crazy. (laughs) And so being able to say, hey, let me get some more help 
those who have experience with dealing with emotional mental health, seeking a therapist, seeking a counselor. And in that setting, be able to unravel those traumatic events and address those wounds. And, and then in the midst of that, come closer to God because I wasn't hiding behind poor behavior choices. And so our programs, they're fun, they're interactive, and it brings to light emotional wellness and mental health in a manner where it's digestible and it's removing that stigmatism of, oh, I have a problem. And it, it again, it is something that resonates personally with me. And because it does, it overflow with how can I help others with this information? So, Kamir, mm-hmm. how, why do you think it's so important to heal the mindset? Yes. So the, the brain is quite fascinating. It's an incredible, I think, organ that the Lord provided us. But what happens with our experiences, personal, that are hurtful, we, it stays in our brain and our brain holds on to it. And it, it kind of resonates there for a while until you give it something new to address or focus on. And so when you're not dealing with those elements, our brain gets stuck and attached to those hurtful experiences to the point that it will manifest and allow you to relive those experiences because you haven't recoded it to something that's healthier and something that is more fulfilling and, and life-giving in your in who you are as an individual. Yeah, that's awesome right there because the Bible talks about be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And we, we have to realize that, and I always say this, that you know it doesn't start in your elbow or your knee. You know, everything starts in your mind, yeah, in your brain and how it functions. And we have to understand who we are, how our makeup and again, what what is the outer things that affect us. And you mentioned I want to talk more about JTL just just for a moment, because it's a very powerful vision that you have. So you, you, you mentioned some of the different programs that you have and the interactions. Can you give us some more detail on that? Yes. So we have two programs in particular that I'm always excited about. One is called Stronger You. And in that program, we actually go and reach out in our local community senior base. And in that program, we teach healthy habits, emotional wellness habits, and just to equip them to see the good within themselves because they're at a different age demographic. And sometimes they can be overlooked. And so that program, we come in, spend 10 weeks throughout the year, and we just give them principles for emotional health, mental health, in addition to great Bible study, because again, I love that Bible. And then our second program is Living Free to Be Me, and that's a nationwide program. And that program walks a person through healing from emotional wounds from past experiences. And that's a seven-week program. And we just take them through the journey of how to release those experiences. We do healthy brain stimulation so that we're recoding our brain in the process of that. And then we go through a repair phase where we're addressing self-forgiveness and just really identifying our talents, our truths, our values, and getting us recentered to how God had created us in the beginning before these experiences kind of hijacked us. That sounds like you you actually address the total man and in mankind mm-hmm. and making us whole. I mean, 
that should be our purpose in life because you know we have to realize that we live in a fallen world mm-hmm. we live in a broken world and sometimes we get caught in the cracks of that brokenness mm-hmm. so yeah that's why i wanted you to share more mm-hmm. and i'm gonna put that back on the screen again this is how you can get more information from Kamir Baker and the vision that God has given her and has blessed her with the resources and everything to get this up and running to, mm-hmm. so that people can have an outlet and a place to reach. Do you have any corporate sponsors by chance? Oh, we're always looking for them. So if you're yeah, watching right and you want to support a small nonprofit, we need your help. So yeah. come our way. Because one of the things, too, what we're trying to accomplish or are accomplishing is removing that stigmatism and, and just creating a safe environment to start the conversation and and doing it in the way where you see that you're not the only one, but being right. also able to learn right. from others through their journey and together receive a more fulfilling experience and, and growth because you're able to learn from someone else as well. Yeah. Yeah, come here. What is what are some of the warning signs of mental health? <laughs> I think I used the phrase before crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but nobody nobody wants to identify with that. Right. So from a from a smaller scale point, because I, I say that because of my own journey, that there was a piece of where people were like, Come here, you're just a little bit off. You may want to go get that checked out. So some of the warning signs would be poor sleeping habits, either sleeping too much or sleeping not enough, poor eating habits where you're just eating things out of comfort, inability to engage in life where you just get to a place where you don't feel comfortable to do much of anything, but maybe just go to work and come home. That That's a a big sign right there, especially in the aspect of just not taking care of yourself physically or mentally, where anything you do is in excess, but it's not something where you're trying to care for your your mind, body, and spirit. Another one, which I share numerously, is just even how are you engaging with other people, especially dealing with anger. If you're a, a person who gets anger, angry very quickly and other things in terms of how you engage with people where you're getting or, or you feel as though someone is out to get you or you have a high level of inability to trust someone. Those are all signs or indications that there's something else that's going on that requires a little bit more attention to your emotional and mental well-being. Wow. But. You, you know, you were going down that list and I was checking a few myself. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, no, don't let me fill in all the blanks. But, yeah, so yeah. I'll check out the website, see what you got to offer. I mean, yeah. just, you know, just being real because the environment that we live in, we have to pay attention to those yeah. things. Like yeah. you said, simple things like lack of sleep, mm-hmm. you yes. know, irritability. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you interact or if you interact with other people at all? Yes. Yeah. You know, because of the pande- pandemic, you know, we went on a lockdown and that was tough for some people. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, Wait, I, and, and Pastor Gina, I know you got a question, but I want to say this. It's, it's funny. Well, it's funny to me, but it, it's just the realness of it. We had a lady said that she would go to funerals mm. just 
social reaction, social interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, she missed the interaction. So I thought it was very creative myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, me personally, I ain't walking up in all on funerals. But anyway, Pastor Jackson, go ahead. Yes, I, I just wanted you to elaborate a little bit on the trauma because I know that sometimes we experience trauma in our lives and mm-hmm. we disregard how the effects of that mm-hmm. is on us. So mm-hmm. can you elaborate on that a little bit about trauma? Yeah. So with trauma, again, the brain does a way, a unique way of trying to protect us from it. And one of the things that it does is kind of isolate those experiences, kind of put it in the back of your brain until you're able to handle it in a better fashion where you can grow and mature from it. But while it's in the back, unfortunately, it will seep out slowly but surely in how you're going about your day to day. Meaning for myself, I had an intense anger problem. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm so angry all the time. And it wasn't until I took a step back to evaluate my previous experiences to say, okay, oh, that anger is stemming from that childhood trauma. And and because of that, it's overflowing in my relationships with other people, new relationships. I'm always finding that trauma in new relationships because it's still coded in my brain. And so the problem with not dealing with it is that at a time it will come out when you least expect it. And for me, when it came out, it came out in the form of a mental breakdown. Like I I just couldn't function anymore. And as I matured and got the help that I needed, I realized it was because God wanted me to release those experiences. But instead of releasing it, I was holding on and stuffing it. And so he does it very, I find it, he doesn't do it until you're ready to address it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's very kind of him because it could be ongoing all the time, but he takes a step back and says, okay, well, you're probably not ready just yet. So he'll give you like a little hint. And then if you don't take those hints, he's like, okay, now you just need to take on this experience and and deal with it. But it can also come out in terms of your physical well-being. So you may start having physical ailments and or in terms of anxiety. If you struggle with anxiety, usually that anxiety stems from a place of previous experiences where you didn't have the opportunity to deal with it. So that's your body's way of coding it and storing those experiences. Yeah, that's that's powerful. Um, You mentioned the power of the mind and the protection elements, those things that are in place. It reminded me of young lady that we ministered to years ago. And this is just an example of the power of the mind that she was getting abused every day. Mm -hmm. Her husband would come home and beat her at four o'clock every day. And, you know, that's something that, you know, no one should should uh, play around with mm-hmm. or hesitate mm-hmm. with. You know, mm-hmm. I know back in the day, the church would say, oh, baby, we praying for you. You know, mm-hmm. you know that element. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we were led to do. But she didn't want to go mm-hmm. because she had fear of leaving that false or deceptive comfort zone. Mm-hmm. She said, I know 
my husband's going to beat me at four o'clock. But if I leave out of here and go to a shelter or go to someone else, I don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, we lost contact with her. We just prayed for her well-being. Right. Yeah, I know we had a, a comment. There's a, a good friend of ours, uh, Dr. Margot. She's actually in the Bahamas. So Dr. Margot and I, we, we've talked br- uh, briefly on this subject some time ago. And and what she says is, is, is so true and it's so important. So, again, we just want to thank you even in the midst of the middle of the show. Thank you for coming on and sharing this yeah. because it, it is such a vital, a vital topic. We said we're going to come back and talk about some healing properties and some ways to reach out for help or to get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think the, the first step is being okay with saying I need help. And I think that is actually the first step of any 12 step program is the mere fact that there's things that's happening outside of your power and, and, and you're powerless to it. And so many times in my journey, I went backwards because I didn't want to admit that I needed help because I was functioning. I I was doing well. I I was being successful. But in that midst of my idealism of success, I was still hurting inwardly. And so if you're in a place where no matter what you do, at the end of the day, inwardly, you're still hurting, that's an indication to seek more help. And one of the things that I I talk about numerously is finding safe communities to do that with. Not everyone is equipped and that's totally fine. We all have different gifts and talents. One of the things that, of course, I'm a proponent of is seeking out coaches, seeking out therapists, social workers who have the tools and the capacity to sit down with you and work through how to have healthy coping mechanisms, how to retrain your brain, the cognitive therapy, those elements that you don't necessarily have by yourself, because if you did, you'll be okay. But being able to seek those individuals who have those tools to guide you through that process. And in any circumstance, even in terms of a friendship or relationship, you dig, you seek. And sometimes that friend doesn't work the first time and that's okay but it doesn't necessarily mean to give up altogether and stop finding the support that you need. That's good. I'm glad you said that because, excuse me, my next question was, how do you know a counselor or coach or is a good fit? Yeah. And so like any, like as you are on a job interview, they're asking you those questions to see if you are a good fit for that job. And that's the same type of manner or, or, what I call investigative hat that you should have when you're working or trying to learn about a therapist is asking those questions. Like what are your principles for guiding someone through this aspect of their life? What methodologies are you using? For me, one of the things that I did and that I didn't do the first time I saw sport, I didn't pray through it first. And so when I went there, the person wasn't a good fit. And it was like, ah, but then the second time I said, let me put God first and allow him to guide me to the right person. And when I did that, I was able to find the person who could meet my needs. And so just even looking on their website or if you're having a conversation with them to get 
in that conversation, you can kind of tell if they're listening, if they're able to provide good feedback. And if, if you feel safe, if you don't feel safe and you don't feel heard, then okay, that's probably not the best person you need to communicate with. Yeah, I, I know. Also, too, is have someone to, that gives you homework. Very important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm just, you're absolutely correct because I had a friend who stopped going to her therapist because she didn't give her homework. Yeah. Yeah. And and that puts you really integral mm-hmm. in your recovery, so to speak, on your journey. Mm-hmm. And I've, I found in talking with people that that's very vital, mm-hmm. you know, that you that you can have homework, but also you can understand and, and measure your improvement, yeah. you know, or measure where you're at on that journey. So that's that's very important. And Pastor Jean, I know that you had something as well. <laughs> Yes, I, I wanted to ask. I know that there there are people that are watching that mm-hmm. maybe there's someone in your life that you know has emotional, mental, or maybe even some trauma. And you've talked to them maybe. And I would like to ask you, Kamir, why do we refuse help when we have mental issues? Uh I I compare it to the diabetic who know they're not supposed to be eating sugar, and yes, they do it. Yeah. In anything, and in, in even food, right? When you know, oh, that's not going to be good, but you run out and you do it, and and so from a, a mental standpoint, I, I think society has added a lot to it as well. As I stated in the beginning, crazy because who wants to be identified as crazy? Right. And so, but that's usually the extreme case of mental illness, right? And so we think, oh, well, I'm not at that extreme case. I'm not at that crazy state, so I'm okay. And so there's a piece of just minimizing as well what you need in terms of help. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And, And what are some sources of help? Well, as we talked about before, of course, seeking out a mental health provider, therapist, social worker, counselor, but just even to, there's a lot of things that you can do proactively in learning about brain, how your brain works, how, how to recode it, spending time learning about the value of sleeping, spending time and learning about your overall well-being and how that contributes to your mental health. Right. And so it's just not being fearful to find those resources and to investigate. Right. I'm glad that you joined us today as we delved into finding resources for our emotional and mental health. I must admit that I enjoyed my conversation with Fire and Life Talk. Not only did you learn more about my journey, which I talk all the time, so probably wasn't anything new, but hopefully you were able to glean just a little bit more information about emotional mental health. We are not done with this conversation. Therefore, come back next week as we go deeper into a renewed mindset.